Live from historic O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill on Campus Corner, it's the Ref Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show. Breaking down today's Sooner game, here are your hosts, Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Wendy Chevrolet, Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show, live at O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill here on Campus Corner. And I'm interested to hear what the mood is uh, coming up tonight on the uh, post-game show as OU wins at 28-11. They cover. They did cover. And normally people say, well, if you cover, that's a good day. It's a great day defensively. I don't care what you say. Good team Can, can anyone poke holes in that defensive performance? I, I think people will, will be curious about the pass rush. But only again, be, you got pressure. But though. only because they're not getting home. And, and, and a lot of people think if you don't get sacks, then you're not getting pressure, yeah. which is is just flat out incorrect. But if, if you're going to pick something and, and you're just asking me to be a nitpicker, I'm going to say pass rush could have got home a little bit more. And we did give up some soft coverage oh, to a lot sure. of those for wide sure. receivers. Which was infuriating. It's um, infuriating. It's not quite 2014 Baylor. Yeah, well, but, I mean, what, what is? Jeez. <laughs> But I, I just look from, and, and here's how I kind of keep in perspective my expectations of the defense and what I think about the defense. Yeah. You're right, man. Everything you just said is right about tonight's performance. But what it, like, it's a hell of a lot better than what we saw last year, right? Like the strides, you're seeing it right now defensively. Stutzman's turning into a dude. I think the last three games that he played are maybe the three best games of his career, and I'm going back to the Cheez-It Bowl and last he, year as well. He's seeing things way different. I mean – the game, I know it's very cliche to say the game's slowing down for him, but it's simple as that. You yeah. talked about how he's he's one step ahead, right? He knows it because he knows it. He sees it on film. He's completely bought into the process, and that's what it, that's supposed to look like. Stutzman, again, maybe his best game as a Sooner. You had really bright spots. I thought Kanai Walker made some really competitive plays. Peyton Bowen made competitive Corner plays. Corner depth was Cor- important two. today, was it not? Corner, yeah, with Gentry going down early. Yeah. He came back in the game after that and then went back out, so I don't think it's anything too serious, but I don't have anything official on that. But he did come back in the game, which is usually a good sign. But the corners were aggressive, yeah, and that is a Jay Valai signature. They were aggressive. They were wanting to fight, and I'll tell you what, this was kind of a kind of a throwback situation. How about Marcus Major and Jaleel Farouk being your two best That play by finishers? Jaleel Farouk, I mean, that's the biggest play of the day. I mean, I he mean, put the massive. moves on two guys, and Major didn't look good early in the game. No, that first not. drive was not great, but he made that play late, so... I'm not saying I was ready to write off Marcus Major. I was. I'll say it. But he was, like, <laughs> reborn in the uh, fourth quarter. Real quick, before we go to the phone lines and the text line, guys, 405-651-3439. Hit us up on the Meyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get some of those uh, reactions here in a few minutes. Offensively, not the best day. They, they finished strong, finished very, very strong offensively, but did they throw a deep ball all day today? Well, it, did, it didn't feel it like, like it. I didn't, I didn't see a lot of them down, and, and, and that was a big bummer, right? It was – you, you had such confidence. My concern, where was Jaden Gibson? Where was Nick Anderson? Yeah. Why are we throwing the ball deep into the corner of the end zone to Drake Stoops? That, that, throw the ball to Drake Stoops all day, don't get me wrong. But that, that is a route that is a Nick Anderson or Jaden Gibson route. I agree. They can elevate, and and, and, and and that's why you bring them in. Yeah, I mean, you, you just got to hope he gets separation on I didn't that because it was all tight day. coverage. And, and it was a good throw. Yeah, yeah. But I, the run game, I thought, really struggled. Outside of... The drive they had, and it was maybe, well, there's a couple drives in the fourth quarter that ended up being better drives, but the drive that they had where they started like their own six-yard line and essentially ran it all the way down the field for a touchdown with Tawie Walker, that drive was great running the football. That that looked like exactly what you wanted. Tawie Walker had 117 out, on the ground. Outside that for three quarters, man, they just really struggled. They couldn't get into rhythm, and it felt like an offense that unless they were going up tempo, had a hard time moving the ball, man. Yeah, and and the uh, the crowd was definitely booing Levy. That's oh, yeah. how I took it. Sure. And and that's and that's not something you want to see. It's been a long time though, right? Because I think we are so used to at least these last ten years used to having to score a lot yeah. to win. We've given up eleven points in two games. Yeah. Granted, Arkansas State was no good. I get that. But SMU was supposed to score a lot of points this year. Rhett Lashley can coach offense and. We didn't see it. I'll tell you what. Gavin Sawchuk got in one carry, one yard. I mean, Javante Barnes, two carries, five yards. I know a lot of us looked at the uh, depth chart and thought, at least that week one depth chart, and thought, 
uh, maybe they're rewarding Marcus Major for some seniority. Hey, Tommy Walker, what a great story, right? No, no. The refs were telling, man. No, Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuk combined for three carries. Tawi Walker and Marcus Major, 29 carries between them, obviously with the workload going to Tawi mostly. But, yeah, what – I don't know. Like, what do we think now moving forward at running Gotta back? Got to be Tawi, right? It's it's definitely Tawi. Unless Gavin Major gets healthier. Strong, I'm more surprised about the lack of Javante Barnes in, in, in Gavin Sawchuk. I guess I could see Gavin Sawchuk a little bit because he was banged up last week, but there wasn't a whole lot of Javante Barnes at all. So we've got uh, some interesting talking points in that regard I, I moving can, forward. How, how, do we feel, how do we feel Dylan Gabriel played? I think, you know, I think Dylan Gabriel, he – he completed 70% of his passes for four touchdowns and no interceptions, which if you just give those stats, right, 70% completion, four touchdowns, if you just give those stats, great. The problem is we never threw the ball downfield. Not, not once. So you should have a good completion percentage. Like the times he did throw the ball downfield, we scored touchdowns, Tyler. Yeah. So that's my question is what are we doing like with the downfield passing game? You didn't see Nick Anderson or Jaden Gibson catch a single ball today. Neither of them combined, zero for zero. I mean, I wouldn't have believed that in a million years pregame. Yeah, with that defensive performance, tonight should have been a night where you really hammer it on SMU. I mean, you just should have. With, with that defensive performance, you get a block punt in there. I guess special teams is back here. Bowen blocked Hell, the punt. I don't know. I mean, Thank God they blocked that punt. Uh, it was a three-point game late. Who knows what it looks like if you don't have this short field, but – you, you really got to run away with that game. I mean, they win by 15. They um, they cover the spread. I guess they win by uh, 17. They cover the spread. But, um, yeah, I mean, o- o- offensively. 70% completion percentage. Yeah. That's not going to make anybody mad. Four touchdowns to zero picks. Took care of the ball. Uh, I mean, it's just he just wasn't a whole lot. And, and I don't but think they it was. But Levy didn't set him up for a lot of it either. There exactly. wasn't a lot of downfield yeah. stuff. I Exactly right. Like, I don't think you can blame the lack of a downfield passing game tonight on Dylan Gabriel. Right. And there were a couple times where he had some drops. I remember a Gavin Freeman, Gavin Freeman. drop that he had to go up for. The so. touchdown that got called back yeah. late because I, I would say Gabriel, receiver. Gabriel, given the circumstance, and though the run game wasn't always there, he was solid. Is that is that fair word? We will, he wasn't great. He was solid. If the defense plays like that, that Dylan Gabriel can win 10 games. Yeah, sure. They better win 10 games. They better win 10 games with that defense, that's for sure. Uh, okay, let's go to the phone lines, and then we'll hit some text. I believe we got Sam and Edmund. Sam, uh, you are on the post-game show. What's going on, dude? I'm going to try to not overreact this How week. How are you, like man? I'm good to overreact. talk to you. I'm good, man. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. No, got we got you. Go ahead. Okay. Yep, I'm going to try yep. to not overreact this week like I didn't overreact last week. So, defense. And you can't complain. Like, 11 points, are you kidding me? You can't complain about that. But what I will say is you watch that game over and you start talking about pass rush, man. Those guys got some push. They were being held like nobody's business. On the last two drives, there were four tackles on our defensive linemen. Four ta- they tackled them four times. Yep. Um, every time yep. the play was over, you would, have, you would see our defensive linemen fixing their jerseys. They were getting pulled so bad. So we're not going to get those calls. It is what it is. Still got to figure out a way to get to the quarterback because he did have a lot of time back there a lot. And and it's hard to cover like that. But, man, the, the back end played really well. I think there was one bust that they didn't connect on, and, it, and Billy got close to it. But all in all, that's not a performance we see in the last five years. So you, you can't really complain. Yeah. And – the other thing I'm going to say, and it might surprise a lot of people, Kip Lewis probably needs more snaps than Jaron Tannick at this point. That kid is an absolute missile. He is seems to be in the right spot, and he's an absolute playmaker. That kid needs to be on the field. Did you so, see him on the punt, uh, punt coverage early in the game? Oh, my gosh. Kip yeah. Lewis comes he down there and goes, boom, and yeah. then he, uh, he got sh- shaken up a little bit. He, he ended up being okay. But they actually yeah. put him, I think it was just one series, Sam, but they put him in with uh, Stutzman, at least one series. And I think I that was him. the only drive. But, um, yeah, well, no, he, he's, he's good, man. And, and I wouldn't count out yeah. that they would do, they'll do that even more. Well, and Sam, Sam no, I'm think glad so. you brought him up because, because you know who wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Kip go in over <laughs> Kanick? The line, yeah. No, Brent Venables, Ted Roof. Oh, yeah. He was grading out yeah. above all of the other linebackers 
all throughout fall. The kid, the kid has been playing lights out. He's been exactly he's instinctual, things you can't teach. He didn't feel like he played a lot, Sam, but he was second in tackles behind Danny Stutzman with nine. Yeah, no, he played, he played a lot. You won't, you won't realize it until you watch it over. That kid was on the field a lot. He, he was actually on the field with Tannic uh, a couple series, too. So yeah. that, that kid, that no, kid's going to be he's really a good. He's a bright spot. He is. And now offense. Yeah. A couple things. Our offensive line got their butts whooped. I mean, and I heard Gabe and Teddy talking about how good the starting front was for SMU. There was a drop-off after that. But their starting four is really good. And, man, we got pushed into the backfield on short yardage all night long. I also don't think Dylan could have stood back there for very long because they were getting a push on our offensive line. So Dylan played as well as Dylan could have played. And I think Dylan, for what he was asked to do, played excellent. He didn't make any mistakes. He played within the game. This game on offense is on levy. There was some really weird play calling going on. I don't know why it was so vanilla through three quarters. But you could see when they got to open it up, Dylan was right on the money and they scored a couple touchdowns late. I don't know why we weren't doing that the whole yeah. game. I'm not sitting in the press box. I'm not making $3 million to call plays. But watching it, it was extremely vanilla with a lot of running up the middle. Or running off pat or off guard in between guard tackles for three quarters, and then you open it up and it's just bam, 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 touchdown. It was a really weird Maybe, game uh, on the offensive side. Sam, I'm glad you used the word weird, right? Because that's the way it felt. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It just, it felt weird. So it's, it is what it is. You use the word vanilla. You know what? Maybe in the first half they went and saw Texas was hanging with Bama and said, you know what, we're going to go vanilla through the first four games. Or they saw Cincinnati Maybe. start playing really well and say, more vanilla. But uh, you brought up the offensive line. I'm not sure I'm not sure that Savion Bird ever got back in the game after giving up that sack, right? And, and that's not. the thing. This and, and I'm sure you heard the loud cheer in the middle of your call. It was because you had such a good take. That's why O'Connell's. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Alabama's touchdown, Sam. It no. was. It was no. take, Everybody <laughs> was like, "Dude, Sam is cooking." That's what that. they said. So, hey, yeah. I, hey, I, I do like it. the way he hey. said it. Gabriel, Gabriel played as well as Levy kind of allowed tonight. Like, that's that's a perfect way to say it, Sam. Hey, as always, yeah. man, appreciate the phone call. Yep. Good stuff, dude. Hey, I'll, I'll be in. I'll there be in Tulsa next week. I don't know if you guys are doing pregame up there. Um, oh, I'll yes, be sir. up there. Chicken in the wolf. We'll see you there. All right, perfect. We'll see you guys. All right, see ya. Bama leads 16-13 over Texas, 14 seconds left in the third. They just hit a uh, big pass down the field for a touchdown. Okay, here is a quote, kind of getting away from what we do. Dylan Cabriel talking to ESPN Plus about the performance of the offense tonight. Quote, we've got a bunch of fighters, adversity comes, and I love the way we responded. Getting away from, getting what, away we from what we do. Deep shots is what they do, man. I mean, so, that's what, I mean, dime time, score from far. Yeah. Hashtag score from far is what we were told, and yet, you, uh, yeah, you, you just throw everything out into the flat? Just the, not. I mean, it's just such a big part of their offense. It was last year, just to not well, go to it at all. Well, and it feels like they were setting it up, setting it up, setting it up, setting it up, yeah. and then it never came. Like, the, it, it felt like you went to a, a, you know, a, an EDM festival, and they kept on teasing the drop, but the beat never dropped. Yeah. So you were just sitting there going, come on, it's got to come. And then they finally pulled the trigger, right? They finally pulled it late in the game. They had Drake going out into the flat. And he looked at him, and then boom, there. He had the touchdown. But we had an offensive lineman too far down the field, an eligible receiver. It's like you set up all these throws, you set up all these throws, and then finally, boom, you the get beat, somebody free. drop when Jalil Farouk made that move. Ooh, that's heck yeah, it did. Right there. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's you set this stuff up, you set this stuff up, and then you finally pull the rug out from under him, and you get an offensive lineman yeah. downfield. It's, you know? an, it's an interesting feeling just because you haven't won necessarily like this a ton in the past eight years or so. And we had a question on the text line during the week that says, would you guys rather win this game 24-3 to or 48-28? And I said 24-3, to and I didn't think about it because I said at the time, I'm not worried about this offense at all. I need to see defensive improvement. And they hold SMU to three points. That shows me defensive improvement. Well, this isn't the exact same scenario, but it's pretty close, right? 11 is defensive improvement. <laughs> and now we're here. It's definitely defensive improvement. But now, at the same time, I'm sitting here tonight saying, ooh, offensively. Uh, but I know I it's there. I know like, it's there, too. It's there. It is. I mean, it is there. Why does Jaden Gibson, why does Nick Anderson not have any catches? Like, why, why are we not, after what we saw last week, 
Why are we getting any anywhere within 40 yards and not letting it fly down the sideline to him, Tyler? The line got to be better. That was disappointing tonight. I agree, but even, even, you know, he had enough time for deep shots. There's no doubt about that. But it, the the runners were going sideways. He had everything behind the line of scrimmage. But I'll tell you what, how is this game remembered? Is it remembered as the Tawi Walker game or the or the uh, Danny Stutzman game? I was going to say, I think it's should be remembered as the – I don't know how it's going to be remembered. It should be remembered as the Danny Stutzman game. Right. So it should be remembered. That's just me, though. Uh, we'll get to your text coming up next. We'll get to your phone calls as well. Again, 405-651-3439 is the Knippel Meyer Chevrolet text line. More to come next right here on The Ref. Live from O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill on Campus Corner, Texas just scores a touchdown. God, that was an awful way to just look up right there. Texas right, just geez. scores and – they regain the lead on a seven-yard touchdown catch to A.D. Mitchell. Whatever. We'll keep Former Crimson Tide, A.D. Mitchell. Is that him? Uh, he went to Georgia, Georgia, right? Georgia, Georgia. Yeah. Never mind. Caught a touchdown on the National Championship. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Texas now up in the fourth quarter. We'll keep you updated on that one. But let's focus on the task at hand. OU wins 28-11 over SMU. Uh, great defensive performance all around. Danny Stutzman was fantastic. Let's go to the uh, let's let's go to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Connor, uh, read off about three texts that we got back in the studio, if you don't mind. Yeah, here we go. We got one from the 405. Need to change up offensive play calls more. They say Bowen and McKenzie need to play a lot more. Why was Gibson and Anderson not in the game much? I think the rotations overall were kind of, were just interesting. The way well, they were again weird. Yeah, they were just weird. Yeah, none of us expect to see, you know. Marcus Major being your go-to, you know, closer, you know, with nobody expects to see the total of Jaden Gibson, Nick Anderson, Javante Barnes, and Gavin Sawchuk have a total of, what, three touches? It worked out because he had the touchdown that essentially iced the game. Yeah, thank you, but, Marcus Major. But I, I am, I was shocked that he was in in that spot. I thought it was Sammy Omosigo. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was, and we just don't, we just don't know yet. Uh, how about, okay, a couple more, Connor. Yeah, Dodger Blaine says, where were the downfield passes? We're getting a bunch of texts here on the Knibbar Chevrolet taxes. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know. Don't know. I know. They're, they're, not, they're not here at O'Connell's. We came and looked, <laughs> but the downfield passes were not in the playbook this evening. They ran the freshman quarterback more than they threw the ball downfield. Good today. Lord. Look, do you, we got to talk about that at some point. The, Let's the, do it now. The belldozer. You ain't doing anything? Cool, time. cool, cool. Let's <laughs> chat. Uh yeah, man. What I mean? Is that a bad spot on that last one? He came up yeah, short. Uh, according to my thirty text messages I got about it, it was about split. So if OU fans are split on it, it was probably the right spot. <laughs> so, so with that, it uh, Jackson, you're, you've got you've got Dylan running with his shoulder down, right? We saw that more than we ever have in a SUNY uniform. But you can do that, Tyler, because you have a really good backup that's healthy. So if you put in your backup, who's not, I mean, he's got good size, but he's not Blake Bell out there. Like, if you put him in to just run into the line of scrimmage over and over on short yardage, like, doesn't that fly in the face of yeah. enjoying your depth? And, I mean, it, it feels like, Tyler, that Levy is just, he went he went more vanilla this game than he even went against Arkansas State. And I think against Arkansas State, there was, like, some position battles he wanted to flex out. SMU, he's like, okay, now is where I really dial it back and go vanilla, because Everything was to the outside. There's no downfield passes. Eventually, they're putting that on film right now. They're putting that short yardage run on film because one of these times, late in the year, Jack Strong's going to go in for a fourth and one, and he's going to throw it, and everybody's going to freak out. Let me ask you a question that maybe it's too soon to ask. I don't know. We, we go off what we've seen. Who do you have more confidence in right now, this offense or this defense? The fact it's taking me this long to think about it is probably it means it's, it's wild times in Northern Oklahoma. You're trying to talk Oklahoma. yourself out of just saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, the defense, the defense." Right. I'm trying to say, okay, offense. I mean, offense. They scored 73 points last week. I mean, today they scored four touchdowns. Like when there was tempo, when there was rhythm, they were great. But there's only four drives. That was the case. It felt like it. It felt like Levy just wasn't putting the car in drive, and and that's what bugged me was. I probably have if it's if it's game on the line again. Like I'll put it this way: if we had to play Texas next week, next week I'd probably say I have more faith in the offense because I trust that Levy is going to let it all hang out in the play calling. Today I'm not convinced of that, but the defense 
I knew going in that the coaching staff really respected yeah. Rhett Lashley, Preston Stone, a lot of their playmakers, LJ Johnson, you know, all the uh, Rooster Knighton. They respected those guys. So I feel like we, we saw a lot more from the defense today, whereas Levy just never got the car out of drive. But the question is, was that on purpose or not? I, I don't know why it would be on purpose because it was a tight game throughout. Like, what weird reasoning do you have? Just total trust in the defense. Total blind <laughs> trust in the defense. We're back, Tyler. Uh, Brian Ferentz was really the offensive coordinator <laughs> yeah. tonight. Is that what you're saying? We're back. I, I like Jeff Levy as an offensive coordinator. I do. I like him. Nick Saban obviously liked him this offseason as well. But my big complaint with him is that, man, it either feels like it is super hot or it is super cold. Like there's no real in-between there. And if they've got some rhythm and some momentum, they're deadly, man. They're hitting all big plays in the run game, big plays down the field. But when it goes cold and it, it gets stagnant a little bit, boy, buddy, it can it can go pretty cold. It can go south in a hurry. Um, I guess Texas just got an interception. Yeah, down inside the five yard line. But I, I don't know what you think about it. It's just so no, hot I, and cold with Levy's offense. I agree, and it's it is weird. And I'm glad you brought it up that you know people wanted to hire him in the off season. Other people see the good, and yet we're yeah. we're booing him, right? And I did think a couple of times maybe where they punted that it was really weird to feel that they had confidence in their defense. But is it weird because we're not used to it? Or is it weird because they shouldn't, right? Both. It's, it's both. Shouldn't. Shouldn't have been the case tonight. But it's weird to say, okay, if they do pin him inside the 10-yard line, I'm going to feel okay about this defense right now. Dude, the way they won tonight, and I guess they did it in Bedlam last year. I don't, I don't think that this game was identical to that. But they've won with defense, but a game like that against an offense that you really respect, you didn't really respect the OSU offense last year. Like That was just a different way to win than we've seen previously. Yeah. It's, it felt uncomfortable. It, as you said, uncomfortable, weird. All, all those words. You know what? Ty, Ty, let me get your quick opinion on this because the room is split. Are you rooting for Texas? Hell no. Why the room are, splits. Why are people, I heard one people, guy people clapping over there? I heard there. one guy clapping. Oh. More split than they should be. I don't know why OU Hell fans are rooting for Texas, but they must not be OU it looks fans. Looks like they're going to win this game. They're about to be up 11 here in the fourth quarter. Um, wow. Did not. Well, it's not like either of them have Oklahoma's defense, so there's <laughs> probably going to be a lot more scoring involved. Be interested to hear what Jeff Levy uh, says after the game and what Brent Venable says about the OU offense after the game. Just, just a weird day, man. Very, very, weird, very day. weird day. And it was a weird day in a night where. I thought there were some individual players offensively that played well. I thought Andrew Anthony played well. Um, the running back, I thought Tommy Walker played very well. Dylan Gabriel, I thought Sam said it perfectly, played as well as he could given the circumstances. Yeah, played as well as Levy allowed. Offensive line, just, just not their best day. So, just, not, Blake not, Smith, hell, had a great day. Kind of touchdown today. Right, like, so. not, their, not their best day, absolutely, the offensive line. But... You can tell the talent's there. I mean, you know Walter Rouse, he's he's solid is what it is. We keep on hearing Guyton's got first-round talent. Savion Bird, we've been pleading for Savion Bird, right? The fan base keeps saying, man, I can't believe we're playing all these people above Savion Bird. But, but he's the one that gave up the sack and then never went back in. Like, it's, I don't know. They they gave up the one sack, but Dylan, all that short stuff. But there was no nowhere to go down the field. I know, I know. Just, just a weird day, It's man. weird. It's a weird day. It, it'll be an interesting game to go back and watch. It won't be. It won't be uh, comfortable. It'll be. It's not gonna be a blast. No. Yeah, no, it won't be. Uh, okay, let's get some phone calls next. How about that? We'll do that on the other side, live at O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill. It is the Wendy Chevrolet Center Game Day Wrap Up Show live on the Ref. Wendy Chevrolet Center Game Day Wrap Up Show live on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby, and uh, look, I just do what I'm told. Jamil Holloway told me to tell the rest of you, Boomer Sooner. Now, he was pissed I didn't have a hat for him tonight. I did give him the ref t-shirt, but he does say right. we're sooner despite not getting a ref hat tonight. We'll, we'll hopefully remedy that in the future. Right, right. No, that's, that's, I'll tell you what, the picture now, and it's going to be, I'm sure it's on the text line. I'm sure somebody's going to bring it up in a call, so I'm going to go ahead. Art Bryles being on the sideline tonight, I, don't, I personally don't think it's a great look. Uh, no, it's not. A Personally, great don't look. think it's a great look. It's, it's definitely not a great look. That's for sure. It's 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 definitely not a great look on the night that 
the guy who is the only one connected to him is getting booed. Not great. Yeah, not great. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Gunny, you're up first. What's up, Gunny? You're on the postgame show. How you doing, man? How you doing, sweetheart? You know, just another game day without you. We were glad to see you last week, though. I'd just like to start out with, I agree with a lot of what Sam said. Uh, I, I, he, 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 he put some good stuff out and uh, if you're if you're right there with Jamel Holloway, someone last said hello. And uh, yeah, but this this offense is still a little suspect. I, I'm sorry, yeah, it just didn't feel I, like they opened I it up. I haven't seen what I need to see from this offense yet. I haven't seen intermediate passing game. We got the defense. We got the deep game. We got we got the we got all of it. But we have We had more intermediate had passing intermediate than we had deep passing, passing tonight. But, yeah, I was I was, uh, I was okay with what. Now I think SMU was giving them stuff underneath, but there was a like a third and five early in the game. They hit a slant to Anthony. There was a big I think third and six. In the fourth quarter, they hit Drake Stoops on a yep. slant route, and that's yep. not – you didn't see that a lot last year. They were in a lot of slants. A lot of slants. And, and, and they I, trusted I the Dylan to put, it in, a, put yeah. it in a window, and Dylan put it in a window. He made some great throws tonight. All right. Is that good? All right. Appreciate it, Gunny. Thanks, Gunny. Good hearing from you, man. Uh, all right. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Chris. Chris, you're on the postgame show. What's up? Oh, no, man, it's Chris Warner. Hey, yeah, what's going on, man? Man, I, I like how the defense played. I, I loved every last bit of it. I mean, I loved everything about it. Alabama just scored. It's 27 to 20. So yes, what is it? I don't know. Alabama just scored, so I hope Texas lose tonight. But anyway, let me get back on the focus. Uh, I was disappointed in the play calling. The play, the play calling is going to be our downfall. That's terrible. At last week, you go through a whole rotation of wide receivers, and you only use you only use one or two guys. Come on, man, that's that's unacceptable. I mean, the play calling was horrendous. I, you know, I was listening to the commentators saying that the fans up there at the stadium was were very restless. I mean, I just don't understand that play calling. It was terrible. Yeah, I mean, I understand Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback, understand that. Why in the hell they have an Arnold Jackson? The future quarterback of the Sooners running these uh, 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 running back plays. This man's not a running back. I know he did this in high school. Got all them touchdowns. You you, you can't keep putting. If you're gonna do that, you might as well put uh, 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 John David Booty or that other uh, that that other quarterback in there. That man is not there for that job. They need to stop trying to do all that. And that man need to tighten up on his play calling because it's horrendous. I hate that. <laughs> I hate yeah, General, we would. Be- yeah, put him in there. But but uh, Arnold Jackson, you can't keep putting him in that position. Like I said, I just don't like the play calling that uh, that this uh, uh, Jeff Levy is doing. That's unacceptable. Am I correct that uh, our browse was out there too? Yeah, we were just talking about that. Not not the best look. Um, and he was on the sideline too, correct? Yeah, dripped out in OU yeah. gear that I saw. Hey, Chris, man, I, look, if you if you want to be upset about the play calling tonight from Jeff Levy, I, I don't I don't blame that one bit. And that's the second game this year, after a season last year where he was um, criticized quite a bit. I just they, they they've, they've got to be better moving forward. I don't know if they need to shorten rotations. What needs to happen? But I can look at every single position tonight and say something weird happens. Yeah, is it is it weird that, you know, last year we talked about it and we said, hey, look, you know, something's got to change, this, that, and the other. And uh, and we still won by three scores? Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, we I all mean, agree. But, but I, and I know it was close late, but it was almost like even the, the, the plays we scored on late looked like we were actually throwing into the seams. We were trying to get people the ball with space in front, like all that. And it was, I don't know, it was just – it was weird. Like I said, it wasn't bad. We, you know, Dylan Gabriel was 70% completion percentage for four touchdowns, no interceptions. We played a clean game, and and it was just weird. I don't know. I'd, but I'd rather almost yeah, I, sometimes I, I, be bad than be weird because at least 
you can be, you can explain bad. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought Oklahoma was. Good. I thought honestly, I thought they were gonna. I mean, I seen a couple of plays, a couple of drives where Oklahoma was supposed to score, and I mean they're doing these silly plays. I I just don't understand it. I mean, I mean. Dylan, I mean, I kind of, kind of reminded me of last year where Dylan wasn't on the same page, wide receivers wasn't on the same page, and I'm sick of all that, man. They need to get past though. This, this year two, you need to move forward and do what they got to do. Agree. It should be about at least in the 35, 40 points. Agree. Yeah. Hey, good, hear, good to hear from you, Chris. Appreciate the phone call. All right, man. Take it uh, easy. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'll tell you a big play tonight that's going to go under the radar. SMU breaks a big run. I think OU's up uh, ten to three at the time. Key Lawrence. Goodness gracious. Key Lawrence. I, it was the biggest oh no to hell yes that the stadium did all day because I mean that wasn't wasn't really his responsibility. They got loose yeah. and he went right to him textbook, punches the ball out. I was worried it was going to roll out of bounds. So that's what I was about to say. Like, no, 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 no. Don't and roll I, out of bounds. Was it Bowman? I think I'm trying to remember. Was it Bowman that basically just kind of like grabbed the ball and made sure it was yeah, in and, bounds? And then Stutzman. And I guess think, who? Yeah, yeah Stutzman yeah, guess like, who? falls on God, it, what a big game from Danny, man. Yeah. Hitting people, recovering. Again, Peyton Bowen blocking a punt. And that last – if he would have come up with that interception at the end, yeah. when he undercut that, the place would have erupted. He's – again, sky's the limit for him. He's really good. It, we, we had to go through a lot with him, but yeah. kind of worth it. Peyton Bowen was worth the uh, the Parker Thune headaches uh, with him and Tom Loy with the Irish. Uh, Bama scores. They get a two-point conversion, 27-24. Still got a lot of ball game left out a lot there of game. so we'll keep you updated. And is Ar- it, no, Arkansas. Is Oklahoma State still hasn't kicked off, I think, 20 Not minutes. Not for 20 more minutes. Good oh Lord. Um, let's go to do, uh, L.A. Always fascinating to uh, oh, talk yes. to Roger in L.A. Hey, Roger, I like me some Roger in Roger, L.A. Roger, you're on the postgame show. What's up, dude? Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Um, weird. Just in a weird, yeah, man, in a weird spot, man. I, I, I love the defense, Roger, but Jeff Levy got to figure it out a little bit, man. Dude, Jeff Levy, I can't figure it out, man. This dude literally... I, I I don't understand why people think he's so great. I have seen like I mean I know everybody wants to pile on Lincoln Riley around here because he left us in the middle of the night, but Jesus Christ, Lebby is about one tenth of the capability we had with Lincoln Riley as a play caller. The dude, are, are we capable of throwing the ball in the middle of the field when in, in within the midst of the game? It's crazy, man. Like how do we have this JV team out there in SMU within like seven points of us in the fourth quarter? I mean, within hell, I mean, closer than that in the fourth quarter. The Duke's play calling completely hamstrung the football team. I thought defensively we were pretty good tonight, man. Well, like, offensively, I mean, he, he damn near got us into a knife fight in the fourth quarter. Which, by the way, thank God they've made strides defensively. Thank God that's happened. Thank God. Or, guys, I'm not saying the tone is great tonight, but it's a lot worse because we're talking about well, a one-on-one football team. Well, and to Roger's point, you know, where's the intermediate passing game? I agree. We need more of it. He's got to scheme it open or something because Dylan Gabriel tried to throw one today, and a uh, and a, a defensive lineman, almost two defensive linemen, had yes. an opportunity to pick it off. I mean, and batted it down. It's it's a situation where is he just not comfortable throwing over the middle? Can we get him outside a little bit? Can we do something like like he's played enough college football that we should we should figure out how to throw it in the middle by now, right? Yeah. Well, and then guys. The, the first touchdown of the game, that was a great play design. Andrew Anthony is wide open after that block. They caught him looking so in the like, backfield, too. So you say, oh, okay, yeah, it's going to be one of those nights offensively. And, Roger, it took him about two hours after that to hit on another big play offensively. Well, I, I think the previous caller mentioned it. You know what's frustrating is that you have Jason Gibson sitting over there, Nick Anderson. So there's a – I know everybody loves to, like, see how great Gavin Freeman or Gavin Flanders is. Are you kidding me, man? That dude went out there and dropped. Well, they're dropped a wide open tonight. There's a reason why guys walk on. That dude dropped a freaking wide open pass. You know, like like I mean, Gabriel put it right on him, man. And so so we rotate him in there. And I saw Jaden Gibson. I think blocked that first punt. He didn't play a lick tonight, man. He yeah, more Nick, Nick Anderson. I think probably totaled five plays. I, I'm not sold on the five foot four white guys at receiver. I know everybody's in love with Gavin Freeman out there. You know, it's kind of funny when you step up from playing a horrific football team to a team that just has a pulse 
it's funny how, you know, pedestrian some of these walk-ons look. And Stoops, by the way, also dropped a pass tonight. He had a nice reception on that big drive. But, but I mean, there's yeah. a reason why you go and get four- and five-star guys to receive in. And I'll tell you this. I was I really had a lot of questions about Marcus Major. I think Major is the worst running back we have. But I will tip my cap to him for making a nice play. He really had two receptions that were really big. One got called back. But I think they have to look at the, the running back rotation and try to get some of these youngsters in, man. I see no pop other than Walker. I see no pop. The, I, I don't think the offensive line is bad, guys. I just think it, it, you, know, you need a guy that can make a play when, when there's trash in the field. And, I, and I'm not sure that, like, like Major Walker's okay, but Major gives you basically nothing from the line of scrimmage. Well, and it felt like when, to your point about the running backs, it felt like when there was a play to be made and it got bounced outside or something like that, like there, was, there wasn't the burst that was necessary to take it home, right? They couldn't, they couldn't you could get the outside part, but, you know, you couldn't get the speed. I think Gavin Sawchuk gets there, but Gavin Sawchuk had one carry for one yard, only got one opportunity. Javante Barnes, I think, only had two carries. Like, to your point, let's get some young guys in there. Like, yes, tip of the cap to Marcus Major. He, he might have won us that game late. But are we in that position if we've got more run for Javante and Gavin? I don't know. Or even Caleb Hicks, man. Caleb, I love me some Caleb oh. Hicks, man. Love well, me some Caleb, Caleb Hicks. Caleb Hicks by far looks like, like the most – or running back, he's, he's a mixture of power and speed. Like, it would be nice to see him uh, roll up there when it counts. But, and yeah, I think the previous caller mentioned, what the hell is going on? What is this stupid-ass play calling with fat-ass Jay, you know, Levy talking like running Jackson Arnold on fourth and two, 168-pound freshman quarterback? What are we doing? Why is he? I mean, it just it makes me wonder about the intellect level of Jeff Levy. Or is that what we have? We have a 250-pound tailback. And on fourth and one, he hands it to a 170-pound quarterback. I mean, what, what is he doing, man? Like, here, here, like, here's what I think. I, I think they are caught in in a situation like that. They're caught in wanting to use him, like money, maybe wanting to use him a little bit too much in that situation because they want to get him ready as much as they possibly can for the SEC coming up. Like, well, I, I don't believe, guys. If OU staying in the Big 12 next year, I don't think that we see Jackson Arnold nearly I, as much I as also, we do tonight. I also think they're setting up the hey, come in off the bench against Texas, and we need a fourth and one pickup. Yeah. Or against whoever late in the year, we need a fourth and one pickup. And he fakes it, he takes one step forward, and then he throws it to somebody in the seam, and they walk into the end zone. So, I mean, maybe maybe Jeff Levy is trying to play chess when all you need to do against an SMU defense is play checkers. Yeah. Just, Just keep it simple and yeah. throw it downfield. Gents, thanks for taking the call, and I agree with you. we got to go down the field, man. It'll be got to see because I'll do this right now. If they go up there play like this offensively against Cincinnati, even Tulsa next week, man, if you get interesting. If you play like this offensively the rest of the year, it's going to be dicey. So we'll see what happens. They should take the call, Jess. Yeah, appreciate it. As soon as Rogers said we got to go down the field, A.D. Mitchell kind of touchdown pass for Texas. Going down the field. So they're about to be uh, back up 10 points is what it looks like. Wow. All right. 405-651-3439. We'll get to more text coming up next. On the Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet text line, it is the uh, post-game show, center game day wrap-up show live from O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill on Campus Corner. More to come next. Woody Chevrolet's center game day wrap-up show live from O'Connell's Irish Pub on Campus Corner. OU wins it tonight, 28-11. Not the style of game that we're used to seeing, but um, and I'm not even going to say get used to seeing it, even in the next conference. It was just weird, that's all. It was weird. It was so weird that Art Bryles was on the sideline tonight. Brent Venables just addressed that in the post-game press conference. It says he was made aware that Art Bryles was on the sideline shortly before his press conference, said it's being, quote, dealt with, in quotes. Said it's being dealt with. He did not know that he was going to be there. Apparently he didn't know about it until the press conference began. Yeah, that'll be dealt with. I, li- I, like, that. I like that he used that term and recognizes that that's something that needs to be dealt with. I mean that that's important. Yeah. I mean he could have he could have said, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm just learning of that. You know, we'll discuss that. You know, or whatever. Like anything else." But he said that's being dealt with. I like that verbiage at minimum. Um, it's just unnecessary. This program doesn't need you can't build that. Your, you can't right talk now. about culture all the time and yeah. then bring in our brows on your sideline, dripped out in OU Jordan gear. You just don't. You don't need that, man. Uh, you don't. Uh, dealt with. Good on Brent for saying it that way. Uh, Venables on Danny Stutzman. He had a team high 17 tackles. 
quote, he was all over the field. He's a really good football player, and he plays with a relentless mindset. He had a really, really strong game. Venable says a linebacker has a really, really strong game. Then I'm probably right. It was one of the better linebackers uh, games by a linebacker yeah. uh, that we've seen in quite some time in an OU uniform. Uh, best under uh, Brent Venable's coach to OU team in a long time. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good sign that Danny's seeing it so well. And like Sam and Edmund said, I believe it was Sam, that said Kip Lewis, man. Yeah. Playing really well. They got linebacker depth. Second on the team in tackles. It's amazing what one year can do, Tyler. Last year we had Deshaun White, David Uwebu, and Danny Stutzman playing an absurd, irresponsible amount of snaps. And this year, all of a sudden, you got guys like Kip Lewis coming off the you know, coming off the bench. They can be second on the team of tackles. You've got Canick, you've got McKenzie, who absolutely laid the wood on one play to a running back in the in the in the hole there and i mean that that caused some oohs and ahs from the crowd it like you hit a brick wall eight minutes left in tuscaloosa texas up 34 24 wow uh let's go back to the phone lines i believe we have joe in midwest city joe you're on the post game show what's up what's going on guys how you guys doing uh well not great seeing as texas is uh looks like they might win this football game in tuscaloosa but other than that not bad <laughs> Well, I see it as uh, our opponents will always have to be. You have to beat the best to be the best. And if Texas is better than than Alabama, and we go in October and uh, smack Texas, I mean, it just looks better for us. Whether I mean, I, I don't necessarily cheer on Texas, but it doesn't necessarily bother me if Texas beats Alabama. They'll be a top five team when OU gets yeah. to the Cotton Bowl. I'm also. I, I'm also, I think it's because I am so, I don't know, entrenched in recruiting that I never want to see our biggest recruiting rival have a bigger win, have the biggest win of their last decade when we go head-to-head with them on recruit after recruit after recruit. So, you know, a lot of these kids, they get wrapped up in what have you done for me lately. Well, Texas uh, going into Tuscaloosa and beating Bama, there are going to be a lot of kids uh, that would prefer to go to Texas now over the team that just has uh, struggled with SMU through three quarters. True. But if you go into Dallas and beat Texas, that might change the mind. It could. It could, absolutely. But I've just always thought that OU, we're a big enough brand, we're a talented enough program always that we've never needed help to get where we want to go. In 2015, we started, what, ranked 19th, Tyler, 19th or 20th, and we lost to a 5-7 and seven Texas team, and we still made the playoffs. So OU has always been in control of their own destiny uh, on the field. It's just the recruiting. I mean, we had our best recruiting class that we've had in the modern era last year, and we still didn't out-recruit Texas. So, I mean, at a certain point, you need the Jimmys and the Joes. Absolutely, absolutely. I will say this, though. In my opinion, on watching this game tonight, I honestly feel like Jeff Levy is playing more chess than he is checkers. Because I do not feel playing vanilla would boast well coming down the line, especially if he's playing bigger teams uh, that might have, a, like, potentially a Texas that beats Alabama, hypothetically, if that happens. Uh, he's not going to want to go into that shit vanilla. I apologize for the uh, S word. But the um, going into that game, you're going to want to pull out all the stops. You don't want to win that game. You don't want to walk that in just playing that game close. But, but you can you to, keep some behind? Can you keep some, uh, you know, under your under your vest a little bit but still throw the ball deep? That, that's my issue. I, I do think you can hold some things back, but why, why, didn't, you, why didn't you at least test it deep? And, and I'm really – disappointed for Jaden Gibson tonight because he just had the best game of his career. He had two incredible moments. I thought it would have been an awesome opportunity to find out tonight, hey, was that just a great game or do we really got something here just to give him an opportunity down the field and it never happened. Well, that's a really good point, Tyler, because what what have we talked about Jaden Gibson? What had he lacked that we thought that he finally got over? Confidence. Yeah. It was confidence. With that kid, if you want to keep him confident, you can't sit his butt on the bench when you need offensive help, when you need downfield help, you can't just say, uh, I don't know, I think we're going to stick to doing what we're doing. That will kill a dude's confidence just as much as drops will. Yeah. Hey, Joe, appreciate the phone call, man. Good to hear from you. All right, thank you, guys. Yep. Uh, Connor, who we got next? Let's get to Brian. We got Brian. Brian, what's up, man? You're on the postgame show. 
What's up, gentlemen? Um, I'm going to hey. take a slightly different approach, buddy. Um, I think tonight overall was a pretty good night. Yeah. Let, let me just, can, I, can I reverse the clock a couple of years? For you guys and all please don't teammates. please no please don't my hairline would appreciate it okay i i see 48 47 i see 48 47 we don't have a defense boy we don't have a defense now we have an officer playing on his defense doesn't want to give up too much now is there problems on that offense yes problems blocking yes that line is a little bit overrated could they come together sure um but let, let's just—it's it, just ironic to me. I've been listening to this show for many years now. That that it goes from one side to another. Yet the same thing it happens. Nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. You can't get a double-digit win. You beat the spread against a very good team. And it's just amazing to me. They still pick out this, this, and this. Let me tell you. You, you keep talking about the young receivers. They're still evolving. It doesn't mean one guy has a good game or, you know, like Jaden Gibson or Nick Nick Anderson has, has a couple catches that they're going to just go all and be All-American the next game. It's an evolution. And they got whooped at the line of scrimmage, and that affected their play calling. But they also have a defense to back them up, and they called the game as such. That's the way I saw it. You see it any differently? Well, I, I think it's I don't, I don't think it's an issue of if we would have been playing, if we would have been hitting downfield shots and all this that that the young receivers like Anderson and Gibson didn't get in. It was situationally we're throwing to Stoops into the back corner of the end zone in a play that is going to be much easier for somebody that's six inches taller than him. Like it's well, it's situational. Yeah. We 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 want to go down the field, and you've got two guys that can really stretch the field with their speed, their athletic ability, and their height, and and you don't put them in. So it's not a situation I think where it's I didn't want to see the more seasoned guys play. It was we were coming up short distinctly in one area of the game where we have two dudes on the bench that that is their strength. That's what they're best at, and the refusal to put them in and unlock that part of the offense. Is kind of kind of where I'm coming from when I'm talking about Gibson and Anderson. It's not that you know I, you know, we were doing all this stuff and I just want to see them get catches. I wanted them to play that specific game. I wonder how they practiced this week leading up to it. It would make their coaches not want to play them at all. Maybe I hope somebody in the media asked that question. You know, I really do because that's a situational deal yep. there. And, and you're right. He, they could have done that. Tried that. Why didn't they? But I, I'm more referring to the overall aspect of the game. It's the second game of the season. We wanted more physicality. Check. We wanted more better situational play on defense. Check. We got it. Uh, and and we, we, we ended up winning the game. And four, three years ago, two years ago, we could only dress of this. Yeah. Last like year. That. Last it's, year. It's a fair point. I mean, if you Nine months if, ago. if you had told me after the first two games, yeah. this is what they look like defensively, and wait for it, this is what they look like with special teams, I would have said, oh, they're going to do that defense special teams? Yeah, pretty yeah. good with that. Yeah, pretty good, cool. Pretty good with that. Yeah, run, the, run, run the ball between the tackles four I mean, times. A, yeah, we talked last week, hey, it's been since, uh, you know, this long since OU scored a touchdown on special teams. Well, how long has it been yeah. since they've made back-to-back big plays exactly. on special teams? It's been, a, it's been a while. Evolution. It's been a while. This thing is an evolution. I just want to remind everybody out there, Larry, it's an evolution. It takes time. I hate to break it to us. We don't have the most talent in the country. Okay, far from it. But, but we're making strides. We're little by little by little in the way we play, situational. That's what I was looking for tonight. And they passed the grade for me, you know. Were there shortcomings? Yes. But overall, they passed the grade. And um, let, let's just continue that momentum. This team will get better. The offensive line will get better. Younger guys are going to get into the fold better. Um, we'll, we'll end up playing more linebackers, uh, more staff, I think, as the season goes along. Based on what I saw, Kip Lewis, Toby McKenzie, you know, so... 
Yeah. Let's make it talk to you, Brian. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Texas just got a big first down on third and seven. Texas is going to win this ballgame. Texas is going to win this ballgame by double digits most likely. All right. A couple more segments left. More of your phone calls, more of your texts on the other side. Keep it locked right here on the ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Sooner game day wrap-up show live on the ref for the home of Sooner fans, live from O'Connell's Irish Public Grill in Norman. Alabama just jumped offsides on a fourth and three. Texas will win the game by 10. Sork was fist pumping like crazy. Yeah, First as he should. Two. Yeah. That's a that's the biggest win that Texas has had since when, Tyler? Notre Dame? No, I think bigger it, than Notre Dame. Yeah, it's and, and they they've beaten some really good OU teams, but with the expectations they had going into this game, everything. Um, probably the biggest win. How about this? Biggest win since 2008 OU Texas when OU was number one. Yeah. Texas was like number five. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I would, yeah. I, I know they played the national championship in 2009, but the OU team that they beat, they were heavily favored to beat. Right. Um, they did beat Nebraska in a big 12 championship, but this is going to Tuscaloosa to beat Alabama. Yeah. And we'll see if it's fair or not. A lot of questions about Alabama are yeah. about to are about to start because they didn't just lose tonight, man. They I don't think they ever had the well they had the lead once. Had the lead once. We're not for very long. Well, it's uh, it's a good thing we've got a defense now. Yeah. I'll say that much. I'm not sure our defense is better than Alabama's, but I I uh, I, I, I just Texas is going to be so obnoxious. Yeah. I mean, they may lose to Baylor here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, right. But they earned it. They're, they're gonna, good. They're going to go in. And they I earned it. I doubted Quinn Ewers all week. I doubted <clears throat> Quinn Ewers very, very hard all week long. I was dead wrong about him. He stepped he, up. He, yeah, uh, absolutely. You, your, uh, your Heisman list may look like Shadur Sanders and Quinn Ewers come, <laughs> come Monday. Ugh. Yeah, I know. It doesn't, doesn't sound great. Gross. Um, back to this game real quick. You got a quote about Levy talking about um, Art Bryles, but, but real, real fast. The score is 14 to 9. Preston Stone backs up and he throws kind of a prayer two point conversion. They catch it. It's 14 11. And I think we all said the same thing to ourselves. Oh, God, here we go here again. Here we go. Because I saw that team last year several times. Teams hanging around that shouldn't, and they end up losing that football game. Brian kind of reeled things in a little yep, bit more yep. positively there. So just to kind of build off that. It's a game last year that they lose, and not only did they win this time around, they ended up covering the spread. If you're looking for some positivity hey, on the Saturday Good night. teams win, great teams cover. Yep. I didn't make up that phrase, but it means that we're, we must be a great team. We've now covered twice, 2-0 and against the spread, as we expected. But that's the thing, to your point. It felt like it was slipping. And then what do we do? We score touchdowns on back-to-back possessions. I mean, to, to close out the game. And it looked like... Like, those two touch, it didn't look like an offense that had struggled all day long. No. looked effortless. Yes. Those, I mean, they scored two touchdowns in one drive. That got called back. That's why it's so weird, Tyler. I know. It's hotter, it's cold. It's really hot when it's hot, but, man, it's, I don't know. I um, and, and then I think things could get even more interesting with what Jeff Levy just said. Well, here's the thing. You can't. You can't have the home crowd booing you, and then you're getting asked questions about, your uh, your father-in-law after the game. You, it's it's not good. He said after the game, Jeff Levy on Art Bryles being on the field at OU's game, quote, he was with my family. He's the grandfather of my two kids, end quote. And I get that side of it. Have he, him come he, over to the house afterwards. He's the grandfather of two kids, but having him on the sideline with OU gear on is not what needs to happen. No. I'm, I'm sorry, man. No. So I wonder, like, Brent sounded like, We'll address that. Don't you worry. What, be, how do you even address that? What's the discipline for a – Well, I mean, do you suspend him for a game? I, I, I think – Let Bill Beanbow call the offense, he, I baby. Think, I think the potential issue here is that Britt Venables didn't know. Did Britt Venables say he that he said he didn't just know? found out before, right as he, as he got onto the press. I mean, come on. That's that, a problem. You that, need to tell your head coach if you're bringing on uh, – if you're, if you're bringing our brows and OU gear onto the sideline. If, if, if your father-in-law is just some – Rando, no big deal, right? No, yeah. no I mean, you kind of need to. And I don't know for sure that that's happened, but judging by those comments, that's what I read into it. I wouldn't be shocked a, if that's this That's a affects, real potential issue there. I wouldn't be shocked if that affects coaching or head coaching, uh, you know, potential. I mean, obviously, Levy it gets job offers like crazy, but 
is it AD going to say, bro, is our brows going to be on our sideline every weekend, dressed out in our gear? Because I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure we want that. I totally get where Levy's coming from. That's his yes. father-in-law. You, you love him. You know, he made a mistake, a huge mistake. But you just you got to be. You don't smarter. have to shun him. You, you don't. No one's asking that. You just can't have him wearing OU gear. Because that's a visual that, you know how things work, man. That's going to go and I around. Feel, and I feel like Art Browse should know that. Like, even Art probably thought to himself, well, I'm kind of surprised that I'm down here in OU gear on the sideline. Like, like that's I, – I don't think if Jeff were to have that – I mean – Have him in a suite. I don't know their, in a suite. I don't know their like family here. dynamic enough to talk about it, so I, I won't. But it's, it's just, I just know it's not a good look. Yeah. I just – I'm really curious if this is going to be – if this is going to be a thing or not. And if it is, we may not know about it publicly – Maybe it's handled privately and some things are said, but I can, I can totally understand if Britt Venables is really going to be really pissed about this. And I wouldn't blame him. If he wasn't told that that's going to happen and he's standing on the sidelines in OU gear, he's got a reason to be pissed, man. He's yeah. got a reason to. Yeah. I mean, you all you did all year, all you know, prior to the you know his first season, even the offseason, talked about culture, winning the right way, doing things the right way. Everything that you do, anything you do is everything you do. Yeah. Things like, like all that stuff, it is out the window if you just, if, like. Ugh, and OU know. just, like, literally OU just, it's the last thing that they need right now. It's the absolute it's last, the last thing, thing that they need right now. Totally unnecessary. Uh, OSU and Arizona State just kicked off. Crazy. Good Lord. Hope they have a great night. Well, Oklahoma State just punched all so. 34-24, Texas wins over Alabama. For, the, wow. for those of you keeping score at home, I believe Bowman was the starting quarterback. I know they've got like seven of them. So uh, Bowman, I believe, started uh, the game. I saw him running off the field. So. With what Vinebaum's about to say about Alabama, hell, they may be unranked coming to Norman next year. I, I kid, but well, I think uh, yeah, I kid. I think they're uh, I think they're going to be relegated to the Pac-12. <laughs> Alabama could out be. of the SEC. Uh, maybe Bama can beat Stanford and Cal. We'll, we'll maybe, see. If they maybe. Can do that. maybe 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 maybe. All right, we got one final segment left. We'll get to uh, another phone call or two, get to some texts as well. Keep it locked. Final segment of the night right here on The Ref. All right, final segment of the night, live from O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill here in Norman. OU wins it, 28-11. I did a uh, thread once again on our Twitter page. Hey, if you guessed the score correctly, you'll win a free ref hat. Nobody guessed 73-0 in week one, and I'm going to guess nobody guessed 28-11 in week two. Well, so they're saving us some hats. Here. If they were paying attention to Vegas, Vegas nailed it again, 16 and a half. Yep. 17 ends up being the, uh, the final margin. Did uh, did Cincinnati end up beating Pitt? They were up 27-7. Let me check on that. Looks that's, like the, that's all of a sudden looking like a little bit tougher. I'll tell you what, Emory Jones there. looks like the real deal perhaps, uh, but I – I will say the defending KREF Royal Rumble champion may uh, may have had a perfect week. Just saying, just saying. 38, uh, Oregon's up 38-30 with 35 wow. seconds left. Tech has the ball, but at their own 21-yard line. Okay, okay. Be a miracle there. That's a, that's um, a, it's a close game. Houston and Rice are in overtime right now. Double oh, overtime. God, don't lose the food. Rice was demolishing them 28-7 early. TCU is only up on Nichols 24-6 early in the fourth quarter. Utah, of course, uh, beat Baylor. K-State handled Troy. BYU beat Southern Utah 41-16. Cincinnati beat Pitt 27-21. UCF beat Boise 18-16. What? 18-16? Wow. 18-16. It's a great year. <laughs> Not sure what happened. <laughs> One of my favorites. Not sure what happened. Uh, all right, let's go back to the phone lines one more time let's before get it. we get out of here. Let's Steve, you're on the postgame Steve. show. What's up? Hey, gentlemen. How are you? Good. We- how are you? Weird. Yeah, well, I have a I have a question and I have a comment. Question is: Emmett Jones responsible for the uh, rotation of the receivers or that level? I think that's mostly. That's a good question. Um, I, I believe it's mostly Levy. I, yeah, mostly Levy. Emmett Jones will have a say in that, and I wonder I, I, what I, he would have to say. About I think it's tonight. more positional, right? Because you know you want certain guys, you know, with certain looks, obviously. Yeah, sure, he could say, hey, I want Jaden Gibson in there, but it's like, oh, we're running something that typically Jaden Gibson we never run for. Like, So, in my mind, it's got to be Levy, at least where they talk about that ahead of time and say this is what we plan on running. I want these receivers in these sets. I'm sure there's meetings throughout the week going on saying, hey, look, 
in these play calls, Emmett says, Jeff, I want these guys in there. And then Jeff called all the plays that didn't require the other guys, I guess, is how I would have to guess that. Good question, though. Yeah, and, and so and the other thing is, is like I, I just I don't think this guy is a championship level offensive coordinator. Like I've you have a year and two games now, and some of the, 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 the game management, whether it's Oklahoma State last year or this horrific play calling today, is just uh, it's, it's 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 poor. And then it reminds me of like when Baylor came to OU, like, what, about 10 years ago when Art Browns was the coach? Wasn't Webby, like, involved in, like, spying on OU? He was on the sideline. Yeah, so he he was on the sideline for that game. He was on the Baylor staff. I think OU played Tulsa. And Steve, I think he was... I think he was suspended for that OU-Baylor game later in the year, and he wasn't allowed to coach in it. But but there was, like, some concern that there was going to be some hijinks with him. That he was yeah. to get some intel for Baylor on his father-in-law's behalf. Yeah, right. Yeah, would, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and he's he he played here, so I guess it was masked that way. But a lot of sideline drama. That's, that's exactly right. That he was on the sideline for that. I think it was an OU Tulsa game in 2014. Yeah. No, 2015. 20. I think it was 2015. And then because uh, they played in Waco, and I don't think that he could be there that night. I think it was 2015 Tulsa. Yeah, and then, of course, you'd be referenced the situation with this evening with uh, Riles on the sideline. You know that he was responsible and, and, and rubber stamp that. So, I don't know, man. I hope it turns around. I'm concerned about the running back rotation. I don't know what's going on with uh, Javante Barnes and Sawchuck. I know Sawchuck was dinged up, but Tyree Walker and Marcus Major are not gonna, They're not home run hitters. I like them, but they're not, you know, I'm concerned if they don't get those other two guys. Uh, I don't know. Marcus Major sure hit a big home run late for us, right? <laughs> like we all expected. We'll see. I don't know. I, well, hopefully uh, we'll have an easy win next uh, week against Colts. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Hey, good talking to you, Steve. Good stuff, Thank man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's not an easy win next week against Tulsa. Washington had a pretty easy time with Tulsa today. If OU doesn't have an easy time with TU today, uh, yikes. Danny Stetsman got his car towed. 20 tackles in his car towed. That sucks. Man, brutal. That happened to Quinn Ewers after a game last oh, year, right? Man. That's a, are, are you talking about a Heisman frontrunner, uh, Quinn Ewers? Is that the one? I, I know it's like way too early to talk about it, but seriously. It's Quinn Ewers, it's Shudder Sanders, it's Travis Hunter on there as well. I mean, Caleb Williams will be on there regardless. Drake May and yeah. Caleb Williams will just be on there. Did North Carolina end up winning? They were in... I think they were in overtime with App- Appy State. I don't know, but this Oklahoma State offense, man. Who did they end up starting? It makes me way. want to get a Levy tattoo after watching this offense. Did you uh, Did you see who they started at quarterback? Bowman, I believe, was the starter. Really? I believe wow. that's what I saw him running off the field on the first position. They may have played multiple quarterbacks. Interesting. Was- uh, we'll do one final scoreboard update before uh, we get out of here today. Of course, you probably know what happened in the big games early on, but Washington State is up on Wisconsin. 24-22, six minutes left in the fourth. Wow. Washington State's about to score. Um, Stanford's up early on USC. Or excuse me, USC's up early on Stanford. 7-0, 12 minutes left in that game. OSU and Arizona State are scoreless early in the first quarter. And uh, Oregon and, uh, excuse me, Cal and Auburn just kicked off out there in Berkeley. Cal just got a field goal. 9.42 left in the first God, quarter. We got SEC after dark, a little Big 12 after dark. Obviously, the uh, you're going to have to change it from Pac-12. to You can just take away the one, aren't they? Pac-2? How many teams are left in the conference? Two? Uh, Oregon State and Washington State, just two. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, and that's a good two. If Washington State can pull off that win, I'll tell you what, yeah. those two teams might be pretty good. All right, as always, we appreciate all the post-game interactions, phone lines, text line. Had a little bit of negative, brought it back with the positive. Special teams is back at OU. Can anyone believe Special it? Special teams and defense. I knew, too, like a split second before the punt was actually blocked. They had like two or three guys ready to make a play. It's, oh, my God, they blocked a punt. It was back-to-back weeks, big special teams plays. Yeah, I mean, and even after that, they started moving guys over to Peyton Bowen, moving him over to his side, and then Bowen was getting into it on the sideline with somebody. Like, he got that dog in him, man. So special teams, Danny Stutzman, one of the better games by an OU linebacker that I've seen in quite some time. And he wasn't pretty offensively, but when they had to go down and score, they were able to do that late. And now we will monitor the situation with uh, Art Bryles. I will say this, Tyler. As people who talk about this stuff for a living, 
It's good content. He'll be asked about it again on Tuesday. <laughs> we got a lot of content. Brent Venables will be asked about it again on Tuesday. Make no mistake. Top three that. questions for Brent Venables and his presser that we think will happen. Obviously, the Levy situation. And then, I don't know, the running back situation, maybe yeah. wide receiver situation. What do you think? Yeah, two and three. Seriously, two and three. Those are the I, questions I, mean, I have. I um, And I, I still think that we get to a point where it's Barnes and Sawchuck are your one-two, but – Tommy Walker's going to be but a when factor. Do they, when do, but, but when, when do they start getting the bulk of the carries? November? I was about to check myself. Like, <laughs> I think it's going to happen. Like at at what some point? point it needs to, you know? So, I don't know, man. It's rotation-wise, um, a lot's going to happen here. A lot's going to happen God, here. It's going to be a fun forward. week. going to be a fun week. Coming to Tulsa. Can't you guys need to join us in Tulsa at the Chicken and Wolf. We are in the literally in the shadow of the Southern Scoreboard. At, uh, at Tulsa, you can just walk right across the street. We're 50 feet from the stadium. We'll be there pregame and we'll be there postgame. They're smoking chickens, whole chickens. They're smoking whole wings. They got hot chicken sandwiches. They got boozy slushes. They got beer. They got everything. K-Ref will be there. It's going to be a party. So Chicken and the Wolf next weekend. OU wins at 28-11 tonight. That's right. The defense stood up. They played fantastic even when a big play happened. Guys like Key Lawrence just came in there and knocked Never the ball a away. doubt. Never great, a doubt. Great defensive performance. Offensively, well, we'll talk about it next week. How about that? For Travis Davidson and Connor Pasby, I'm Tyler McComas signing off. Well, Connell's Irish Pub and Grill in Norman. Sooners are 2-0. We'll talk to you Monday right here on The Ref.